I'm gonna fail surgery, <gasps> but it's fine. I can I can prepare you for sur- your surgery shelf on Thursday night. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. That one it was my best score, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, let's do it. You guys ready? Welcome back to another riveting episode of The Bundle of Hers. We have me, Bushra, Harjeet, and Margot in studio today. Hey, hey. We're missing Lean, but, you know, we'll make up for her uh, lost personality in one way or another. (laughs) 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 Um, So today, I want to talk about social meds. Hashtag social media. (laughs) Do you really... Do people really say social media? I do, and the ladies from and Two Dope Queens do. So obviously, oh yes. I actually have heard that. I've never heard you say social media until this very second. But okay, you don't know my life, Margot. Gosh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so social media. All of us have social media. The bundle of hers collectively have a, a poppin Instagram account, if I do say so myself. I just kind of want to talk about uh, the age of uh, quote-unquote social influencer status, particularly in the realm of medicine, because we see a lot of um, like medical students and physicians who um, post a lot about kind of their lives on social media and how uh, representative it is of real life. So... Question number one, <laughs> do you think that social media is helpful or harmful for people who want to pursue a career in medicine? That's a loaded question. But I sure. know. <laughs> I would say both. And it depends on like who in the mindset that you are viewing mm-hmm. it and then like what content is being posted and how authentic it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just say that I think in general, social media can very easily be toxic. Mm-hmm. For example, just if I were to see a post of you and Harjeet mm. um, doing something after school that I wasn't invited to. Bummo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then I like, even though I knew that you guys knew I was in surgery that day and like obviously I wouldn't have been able to make it, just looking at that post like somehow stirs up these like very negative emotions for me. Right. And so I think it like that's the innate tendency of social media, even with your friends and the people that you love. So mm-hmm. I think you always have to keep that in the back of your head. And then I think it becomes even stronger when you see people that you don't actually know in person mm-hmm. because you don't know what's behind the scenes of right. the picture. And so that can have even more potential for you to create this like image in your head that isn't reality and isn't authentic. Mm-hmm. And then strive for goals that maybe aren't attainable and that that person that you're viewing or trying to emulate is not even actually doing. Right. So that that would be my first initial thoughts. That was well said. I think I'm actually so happy, Margo, that you gave that story because I think a lot of the times we are very like not vocal about how we feel about things. And I'm just so proud that you said that in front of us you know (laughs) like you know what you all like hanging out without me and not inviting me like I think it's I think it requires a lot of like self-reflection for you to even have that thought process so I just want to appreciate that for a moment I think that your feelings are very valid because that is one thing like we don't fully know a person's life right so when we see moments of them it's hard for you even if you're an authentic Instagrammer or in or social media personality, it's really hard to keep it fully authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that the consumers need to understand. 
But the thing is, social media pries on like our quote unquote faults. I actually I don't want to say faults. It's not really faults, but it like feeds off of those energies, you know, Mm -hmm. and like no matter how authentic of a social media personality you are, it depends on the person who's Mm -hmm. taking it in, you know, and I think that's kind of where it comes to. So when you ask me, like, is it harmful or helpful? I think it depends on the person who's viewing it. Absolutely. Um, I think I pose that question in a black and white sort of uh, framework because it's not black and white. It really isn't because I think there's a lot of good that comes from it. A lot of exposure that people get that they wouldn't have otherwise because it makes the world a smaller place, essentially. But something that we have to understand is that a lot of it is curated. Even our Instagram page is pretty curated as well. We try to keep it as authentic as possible, but like nobody looks great like 100% of the time or um, not everybody has like a great experience all the time. And that's just something that we have to kind of reconcile with as human being. We have faults. But the things that we post on social media for the most part is we give glimpses of a lot of the good stuff that happens because it feels good to share like the good things. Right. You, know? yeah. right. you just want to like share it with the world. Right. And I will say, Bushra, that we do actually have some posts because I've specifically right. like written them for right. the purpose of like, man, life's hard. Right. But I realize even when I write those posts, they're shorter than the, you know, achievement ones. Like we only have one or two of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I had a really hard couple of weeks and I posted something this week and I basically um, I saw a picture that I was really happy in. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me like, oh, this is the happiness that I need to remember and not let go of in this moment of sadness and knowing that there's also fear and relief in knowing that moments are going to pass. I remember seeing that picture and I was like, I love this picture, but I think it's very important that I write like I'm not feeling good right now. Mm -hmm. So even that, I think it took a positive spin. Right. Right. And you're right. Everything is curated because that picture was edited. You know, it was a really good picture that made me happy. It was a fabulous picture. (laughs) Right. Like I wasn't going to post a picture of me crying. Right. One thing that. For the accounts that I follow or that I gravitate towards, like regardless of whatever photo they post, I really like reading um, captions that I identify with or I have, uh, I can share the same, like similar feelings to. Me too. Um, that, uh, you get a sense of like authenticity and like a person behind the social media account. And just to know that like everybody struggles and and we're all human and we all have kind of roadblocks in our way to achieving whatever goals that we want. It's kind of nice to know that we're all kind of on the same playing field and that we all struggle. Something that tells me that everything in your life is not perfect. Right. You know, that's so interesting that you both just said that you like to read the captions for me, if it's more than like two sentences, I don't read it. <laughs> I'm a very visual person yeah. and yeah. I don't, like reading is just, I don't know. I like to read books and stuff, but like mm. I tend to like look at the pictures of Instagram. If they're not visually appealing to me, mm. then I don't gravitate towards those accounts. I very rarely find myself actually reading the mm. captions for me personally. Like if I have to click the more to read, I don't do it. That's just my personality. But like 
I recognize that a lot of people do read and find value in reading the sections. And so when I do write a post, I, I write it very mindfully, like you said to both of you are very mindful about the words that we post on Bundle of Hers. And so like for me, it actually takes a lot of time and energy to write a post, but I do it. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like me and and all about just the visual, but for those people who also like to read. And I think that being able to have the balance of appealing to the visual um, oriented people and the people who actually like to read comments as well and find the value in it combined or Mm -hmm. one or the other. That's an important viewpoint, because like we said, everyone has kind of a different purpose to the content that they consume. And also, I was just thinking about how helpful social media can be. And I think one reason is like we connect with these people that kind of show their raw self to the world. Um, I also really think it's great because a lot of these social media platforms use it to like disseminate information like you know there's this this cause going on or like did you guys know that this is happening and I know you have to filter that as well because some is fake news (laughs) um but I think that I really connect with the ones that you know they're their causes that they fight for or the things that they care about are things that I care about for me in that way social media is good um, for the people who have, um, and I'm interested to see what you guys think about this, who have very large social presence, do you think that they have a social responsibility for the things that they post, um, on their social media accounts because they have that influence and in that they can kind of mold someone, uh, an impressionable person's mind? Do you think that they should be careful about what they post I would say yes and I think most people who are quote-unquote like social media influencers or who have these large bodies of followers are doing whatever they're doing for a purpose like I think they have one passionate platform or something that that drove them to that and so I think but then they should be mindful that they are influencing a lot of people and that they are posting honest and authentic and real things. There's a doctor on Instagram. So we're going to talk about like medical influencers who is a female cardiologist, which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I had been following her and kind of inspired by a lot of the things she was saying. And then one day she posted something that was like, medicine is not yoga. Medicine is not food. Medicine is not whatever, like non, then basically the end, she was like, the only thing that's medicine is medicine. Right. And that kind of, I was like shocked to the core because I was like, there is some data to suggest that like doing these mindful wellness, like extra things help human health. And by like automatically dismissing that, she kind of just like cut off a huge population of patients or switch people's mindsets to think that like the only thing that's going to fix them is medication instead of having a more holistic approach. And that to me was really shocking. And so like that may have been her true personal opinion, but like and thinking critically about it, I was like totally put off by it. Mm -hmm. I remember we like talked about that a a while ago. Do do you still follow her just out of curiosity? Yeah, I've actually debated going back and forth. And you know how like the algorithm of Instagram is like the less you like something, then the less it shows up on your Mm -hmm. feed. It's a balance because like you can't just unfollow everything that upsets you because then you're going to have a very narrow minded Mm -hmm. view of the world and only see what you want to see, which Mm -hmm. may be a good thing or not. But I was like, I'm just not 
going to delete it right now and see how this progresses. Mm -hmm. And then I think since I haven't been liking that stuff as much, it hasn't come up. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of my thought process about it. Um, I guess my thought process is I'm never going to agree with someone 100 percent on everything that they say. And so, yeah, I disagree with her on that point. But like I agree with her on so many other things. So, yeah, I think um, when I first started my journey with social media is really interesting. (laughs) So I'm Punjabi and I like I'm Indian. So I love um, Hindi movies and Bollywood. So like I used to follow all the Bollywood stars. I used to follow like all the big American social media influencers, basically all the big people on social media, I used to follow them, right? And I'd all obviously follow all my friends as well. And then I realized, like, literally, I would have to rake through all these extra posts just to see what my friends are doing. In that sense, I like social media because there's people I don't see all the time, but I love seeing them succeed and like doing big things. And I'm like, oh, it makes me so happy. I'm like, yeah, we grew up in West Valley. People thought we'd get nowhere, but y'all are doing big things, you know? Like, it makes me really happy. So, About a year ago, anyone I didn't know as a person, I deleted them off my social media and I just had my friends on there. Now I'm beginning to add like some people that really I feel like influence me. There's a couple of people that write poetry. And since I'm so um, drawn to poems, I follow them or there's people I'm like, oh, I really like the way you think of things. I follow them, but not as much as I did before. And I think for me, the journey to either follow or unfollow someone is very much like, I don't know if I'm going to make that transition again where I unfollow people, but I have noticed that if I'm not stopping to see this picture and not stopping to read this post, like, why are they, why am I following them? Right. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, like, I kind of like that you kept following this person that, you know, you didn't like one post, but you know that that person's more than they're just one of their Mm -hmm. posts. Either consciously or subconsciously, these people have a huge following and they want that following. And with that following comes responsibility, right? And it's like you have the avenue to post things that people that don't have a lot of access to other forms of education. And so I think it's really important that you're conscious of that. And as far as our Instagram goes, I think that there have been a lot of times where I have thought or we have thought, like, should we post this? Should we not post this? I think one thing we don't do, and I actually, I don't know if I should have this conversation on the air. There are like a lot of things that I support and I think we don't really post them on Instagram, like causes we care about, Mm -hmm. you know, things that really matter to us and sometimes I'm okay with that because I have my own Instagram to do that if I need to um but sometimes I wonder like oh should we should I post on this or that I remember like posting on holidays like you know when it was the volley mm-hmm. I posted something and then it was Eid last year we posted something I just want our followers to know that like we're from these communities and if they ever need if they ever feel like they need a connection for that, that we're there. Mm-hmm. And I think our whole bundle of hers is about diverse experiences in medicine. And that's, I think, what our bundle of hers showcases. Right. Mm-hmm. Another thing I would add, just quickly add on to that question too, Bushra, is that as consumers of social media, we be critical and aware of like the motivations of what's being posted because Instagram is a good way for advertisers to reach consumers and a lot of those big follower people have advertising influence and so like for example Kim Kardashian can earn up to like a million dollars for one post 
And so think about like the implication of making that like and what the actual influence of that post is. Is it authentic to that person and your value or is it coming from like a marketing perspective? Right. Because so many people are making monies off posts or they're getting invited to go on trips or yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, there is that part. And I think we all need to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. One thing that I appreciate and i guess this is more twitter is that you can get a lot of cutting edge new information from twitter in an instance yeah like it's such a great tool however part of me thinks should there be some sort of regulation behind that because there's also a lot of bad things that come up on Twitter, a lot of hate groups that have access to Twitter, a lot of people who want to disseminate harmful things to other people on Twitter. And how do we kind of navigate that? Because everybody has access to it. We can't, I don't know that there's a way to like limit access. So how do we, how do we reconcile those two things? I think this comes down to if you stop one group, you have to stop the other group, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you're, limiting access to one type of speech then you have to limit access to the other type of speech and that comes with that whole conversation i think of like freedom of speech like what does that mean and to what lengths can that go i'm saying this because i really don't have an answer that's such a hard question to answer because you're not you're talking about twitter but you're talking about like the fundamental right of speaking your truth and speaking what you feel in your opinion yeah even if it's like has no backing to it but it's your opinion right right and i think that if you limit the these like hate groups then people might want to be like why not limit this extreme right. thought in you know the left right mm-hmm. situation but even it's not even like left right like even like cyberbullying is rampant you know it's very harmful like it could yeah. like especially in um young, uh, like young, young, young kids, kids yeah. in I high actually, school and middle school and stuff like that who go and verbally attack other students on social media. It has like huge implications. I think it would be really hard for me to deal with social media if I had it when I was younger. Granted, like I grew up in a different generation. I can't believe I'm even saying different generation. (laughs) But I didn't have I didn't have Facebook until I was like 24. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have Instagram until I was I had Instagram when I was 21, you know, Mm hmm. I think, too, Bishra, that one of the fundamental problems of the issue that you bring up is that people will feel free to say anything behind a screen Mm -hmm. when they're not face to face. And I think one of the things that our generation had, fortunately, was time in elementary school and middle school and whatever, high school, to have face to face fights and interactions and to know how our words hurt and land on people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is such a necessary part of growing up is learning that face-to-face interaction and so maybe now we need to be more mindful of making that a curriculum in school of having face-to-face interactions having no phone time and having conversations face-to-face so that people can learn kids can learn how their words impact each other Um, I think there's always going to be people who are going to say mean things in person or online Um, but if you can teach people to be 
resilient and have, have like, conversations and know how their own words affect people or know how to approach a person. If someone says something mean to you on Facebook and that you can approach them in school or like, be like, hey, let's have an actual conversation about that because chances let's, are... Let's not fight online about this. Exactly. Have a civil discourse. When you can like see their body language and, and I feel like you're much more careful about your delivery of words in person because you see a human being in front of you. And most of us, even though we're heated and we have opinions that are disagreeing, see another human in front of us. We connect with that. And don't want to like hurt that person at their core. Social media takes that away and has bred this whole um, platform for people to bully. And I think a lot of those people have their own issues that need to be, you know, dealt with and handled and, and talked to in person. It's probably the, the real issue is that no one's talking to them in person. It's social media is great for like reaching people you thought you could never reach or like hearing news that you thought you could never hear. But you're right. It kind of that connection, that human connection is lost. Mm-hmm. You and know, how often do you write something on social media and then actually like reflect on what you just said and the implication oh of it? Finish what you're saying. <laughs> how That's often okay. do you reflect on like something that you write on social media? Um, think about the implications of it. Think about who is seeing it, oh, how yeah. it's impacting them. We're on our phones all the time, like Instagramming, liking things. How yeah. does that impact the world and what we do and, and people that see us? Or our words, like how often do we think about that? People can say something because they feel heated in the moment. And yeah. That's like the first thing that comes to their mind. And then they don't think about it or you don't have to think about it. You're not held accountable because nobody and, knows who you are. And then you can go on with your life. And that's irresponsible. It's almost like driving without your seatbelt. Mm. I swear it is because, you know, I will say one thing that I was very conscious of when I got social media. I'm so happy you said this, Margot, because I actually think about every sentence I write on social media. I wish I did because (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did because recently, you know how when someone comments on a post that was like a long time ago, you get a notification or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I got a random notification on Facebook and I click on it. I was like, oh, I haven't spoken to this person in forever. I click on it and it was just like some post that he had. And then my comment under the post was so appalling. I didn't even recognize. I was so embarrassed that I had said it. I'm not even going to repeat what Wait, I said. Wait, you, you didn't even recognize that you said it? Yeah. It just came out? Yeah, it was just there and my name was attached to it. And I was all like, Who and this is in is high she? school. I can't believe that I posted that for the world to see, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's on a public forum. And I didn't think twice about it. But like people do that all the time. Um, I wrote on there. I was like, I can't believe I posted that. And I'm so happy that I'm a much better human being now to recognize that that was like a terrible thing to say. It was bad. It was bad. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I said that. That's amazing. (laughs) That You know what, though, Bushra? Like, this is why we're friends. Because you recognize that it was a <laughs> shitty thing to say. Yeah, it was bad. And you actually... And like, what else no, is there out there that I wrote no. that I didn't... I don't realize yeah. that I wrote, you know? But but no one would have noticed it. But you, like, took the time and were like, uh, I can't believe I wrote this <laughs> in the past. So I think you should give yourself credit for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. high school me was, like, not woke at all. <laughs> we were different people. We were asleep. <laughs> it's okay. We were asleep. We're growing. Um, 
Yeah, anyways. And then, it's like, what else is out there, though? Seriously, like in high school, I was on Facebook all the time. What else is out there that I wrote, you know? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I'm much more aware of the things that I put out there, and I'm much more um, thoughtful about the things that I post. But like before, I didn't have that sort of discretion at all. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And, and a good journey in self-reflection and like just realizing like, that your name, like you said, your name is attached to that and anyone mm-hmm. can see that. And even like your future employers, residency yeah. interviewers, yeah. that's out there and for anyone. And even if it was like in high school, someone could read it and misinterpret it. Right. Even if you now like recognize that that wasn't the right thing to say, but you, like you said, you don't know what else is out there. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of interesting in that way that if you're not mindful like sometimes it could come back to and bite, bite you in the butt, the butt. yeah because it's almost well, like my prefrontal is, cortex was not developed at I that know. Point, so. actually that is true <laughs> and that's what you need to remember i think we need to remember that everything has context right right things don't stand alone in this world mm-hmm. you go and gravitate to see things that you want to see people write on their instagram or post things on their instagram they want the world to see and i think because one vision I think we all carry is we want to be very conscious and intentional of all the information that we put out. And I think this podcast has really helped us develop that. Mm -hmm. I think that at least what we try to do is stay authentic. But I think it's very important to remember that we all can make mistakes. We're humans, Mm -hmm. you know, and also give those people that, you know, you didn't like their one post, give them that benefit of doubt as well. Mm -hmm. Benefit of doubt. That's like my whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> that is your whole thing. I say thing. that all the time. One thing that um, we've been saying since day one, even when we started this podcast, an idea was given to us. And I remember when we went into our producer meeting, we said we are so excited to be a part of Bundle of Hers. We're so excited to do this podcast. And our only condition is that everything is authentic. Like we won't talk about something we don't want to talk about. The reason why I felt so comfortable working with our producers and working with um, the scope is because they honored that Mm -hmm. and they respected it so deeply Mm -hmm. that it really touches my heart that these people are invested in us and our voice. And I think with the bundle of hers Instagram account, that was the same thought process because I remember we had a conversation about it. I believe that if you just are authentic and people follow you, they follow you. If they Mm -hmm. don't, they don't. I don't think we've ever chased numbers. I mean, sometimes it gets big and you're like, oh, that's amazing because, you know, obviously we think our message is important. That's why we're saying it to the Mm -hmm. world and we want people to appreciate that. But it's so important to stay authentic. Mm -hmm. And I will say Bundle of Hers has done one thing for me. And that was before I was very, very, very critical about every picture that I had, every way that I looked. But on the Bundle of Hers, I feel so comfortable posting anything if it has a group of people that I'm like, oh, my God, this picture has to go on, but I don't look so good. That's okay because I just am so happy that this moment happened and Mm -hmm. I want to share it with the world. Or I'm not happy this moment happened and I want to share that with the world, right? (laughs) I'm proud of this podcast. I'm proud of our social media influence, too, because I think that even if on my own personal account, I edit pictures on the bundle of hers, I feel like I'm more authentic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for the bundle of hers Instagram account, there's a couple of things at play because we represent a lot of people. We represent the scope. We represent the University of Utah School of Medicine. But I think most of all, we represent ourselves and that's what we want to kind of portray. 
you know, the good, the bad, and the in-between, I'll say, and will continue to do so. And so with that being said, if you don't already follow The Bundle of Hers, I would urge you to go ahead and look us up on Instagram and uh, give us a follow. And on that note, too, I would just say one of the most meaningful things that I've found from our Bundle of Hers Instagram are the wonderful messages we get from our listeners. Mm-hmm. So please, I know if you have so anything, beautiful. yeah, if you have anything to say, share it, want to continue the conversation, we're always open. We may not respond right away, but we really enjoy hearing what you have to think and how our podcast has impacted you either in a good way or a bad way. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important just for other people too. I want everyone to know that everything we post, we usually get permission from all the people that are on the post. It's very important to actively practice consent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to let people know that, you know, you're in this and this is going to go on a public platform. Are you okay with it? And I would just encourage our followers to kind of think on that thought. And if they think that that's an important thought that they should also maybe do that as well. Mm. Well, that was a wonderful conversation. Um, And let's continue the conversation. Go ahead and reach out to us if you have anything to add. Thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. It's been so long since we heard that. So long. We've all tried. We all tried to imitate you. We all tried, but failed.